So the NBA is in full swing now. We just had the NBA draft in November last night. That's that's kind of weird. Um, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson, and today we have a, a special guest. This is Jordan Porter. He's been with us before, but um, Tyson is is MIA for the time being. Jordan, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Glad to be back. Awesome. Um, pretty big. Well, metaphorically big shoes to fill right now. How are you feeling? <laughs> you know, T. Kurt's always been one of my idols, and uh, <laughs> these are big shoes to fill, and I'm just going to do my best. That's all I can do. Heck yeah. Well, bring it on. It's awesome you're here. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody, if however many everybody is, all three <laughs> of you out there. I'm sure Tyson will listen multiple times to to see if if he's got some, some work to do. <laughs> yeah, and... T. Kurt, you're welcome to critique me, you know, tell me what I can improve on, and I'm, I'm more than willing to listen to your advice. Okay, a lot's happened lately. Let's let's just go over some, like, league news right now. Let's let's put the jazz aside for a sec. A lot of things going on right now. Um, a lot of trades happening. Um, a big-time injury going on. Um, so let, let's talk about it. Chris Paul, um, formerly with the Thunder, is now a Phoenix Sun what are your thoughts on that? Does that does that make them like playoff bound now? I I'm gonna go as far to say that that guarantees them a playoff spot next year. Guarantees. I didn't think Chris Paul and the Thunder would do anything. I thought they'd be a nine, ten, or eleven in the West kind of team, and he he surprised the heck out of me what he did with that roster. I mean, I I don't feel like the Thunder had that talented of a team. In all honesty, they had that shy Gillagis Alexander and. Um, Steven Adams, but other than that, and he uh, honestly was borderline MVP candidate last year, in my opinion. Chris Paul? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of have the same thoughts of him as I do LeBron, maybe a different level. It's like, man, how old is this guy? And he's still going at this <laughs> level. Like, he's, it's amazing what some of these players do at the age they're at. Yeah, it kind of feels like D. Will's like in a nursing home at this point. He's been out of the NBA so long, but Chris Paul's still going strong. What, what was it, 07, 08-ish, when there was a, a legitimate talk about who's the better player, Darren Williams or Chris Paul, and, and now not so much. I think we can give that up officially that Chris Paul is better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially long-term. Yep. Um, so Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to be fun, if anything else. Um, probably pre-playoff bubble MVP team, right? Phoenix went 8-0 and before the playoffs. Didn't get in, um, but, I mean, that's they're, they're a team to, to be watching Looking for. Looking good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know you're a big Rubio fan. Tell us what's going on in Rubio's world in the last, like, two days. <laughs> you know, you, you always hear about how the NBA is a business, and I feel bad for him. I really do. I, I feel like he's getting tossed around a little bit at this point. Went from the Jazz, well, he went from Minnesota to the Jazz to Phoenix. He was only in Phoenix one year and just got bounced to the Thunder. And within, what, a day? Le- yeah, within 24 hours, hours. He is all of a sudden back in Minnesota <laughs> with his old team, which I I bet you he feels pretty good about that. Out of all the teams he could have went to, I, I know he really liked the Jazz, but I bet he's, be, he's pretty happy to be back in Minnesota. I think they like him there too. I feel like when he came to the Jazz, um, everybody there was kind of sad to see him leave, and was like, started to to pay attention to the Jazz now because they like their guy. So, yeah, uh, Rubio's back in Minnesota with with Towns, who he played with 
for a few years. Um, and Russell, D'Angelo Russell, yeah. and the number one draft pick. Yeah, they um, could be. They could be kind of a surprise. Yeah. You never know with them. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. So more news going around the league. Um, the Bucks just got Drew Holiday in a trade from the Pelicans. Um, probably not a like a game changer. The Bucks are still going to be really good. Probably an upgrade at their point guard, but. In my mind, it's uh, they gave up a lot for him, and sure, I think they'll be better, but it's not league changing. The Bucks still have some work to do in the playoffs. Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised. You know, I like Bledsoe and Hill. I think they're both solid. Um, you know, Drew Holiday obviously is a stud, but I personally, if I was the Bucks, I wouldn't have given that much for for Holiday myself. I think that's too much. Um, sorry, we're gonna get to the Jazz here in a sec, but. One other big thing I want to talk about, which could the Phoenix Suns could fill this playoff spot, is the Warriors. Clay Thompson, this is like an hour ago, um, it just announced he tore his Achilles and is out for the year. Like, talk about Golden State bad luck going on the last few years with injuries. How 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 much does that affect the the playoff race now? Well, with Curry coming back, that's going to be huge for them. Uh, I know they have Andrew Wiggins. I've, you know, he's not he's not amazing by any means, but I'm having a hard time even remembering. So they had Curry, Draymond Green. Center wise, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Who do they have? Who's uh, their big guys? I don't even I don't even think I watched I know, the Warriors game I know. this last I year. Even tell you. Go from the best team in the league to possibly the worst. Yeah, so I'm having a hard time even thinking of some of the guys they have still, but. With Curry coming back, they I still see they they have a good chance of being a playoff team. But Clay Thompson, that's I mean the guy scored thirty eight points in a quarter once. He's insane. <laughs> He's awesome. I feel bad for him. I know it's too bad. So um, have you seen the movie Draft Night? I haven't. Okay, you got to watch Draft Night. It's a, it's about the NFL, I guess. But Kevin Costner, I think. Yeah, I know and, him. And he's the man. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it just shows the craziness of the draft. And I know it's the NFL, but I feel like last night was that way. It was like so much um, hype for things happening. And then in the first few picks, nothing really happened. It was pretty low key. And then all of a sudden we get into the teens of the picks and it was like, you couldn't keep up with it all. Like even the jazz alone made so many moves there, right? Right during the draft. It's crazy. So if you weren't following along, Jordan, why don't you tell us what, what, how the jazz got to the picks that they so ended up with last night. It's the draft's been kind of tough the last few years as as far as getting way excited about it as a Jazz fan and it's it's for a good reason. It's because the Jazz have actually been a good team. And so our draft yeah. picks have been lower or what should I say higher? No, lower back back worse. further down and worse. <laughs> worse picks. They have been worse. And so a lot of times at those picks where the Jazz have been picking, you don't really know what you're going to get. You may just totally get a dud and not end up with a very good player, but an interesting thing that Jazz did is they traded. They had, what was it, the 28th pick? Or no, they had the we 23rd. We started with the 23rd pick. Yeah, and they traded that for the 28th and then a, a second round pick. Oh, 27th and 38th pick. That's what we traded the 23rd pick for. I apologize. So, like, it's like, is 23rd to the 20th? I feel like at that point in the draft... You have no idea. Like it's it's like a crapshoot. You, you you pick anybody and they could be stellar in this franchise player, and then or, or you get somebody who's out of the league in a year. Like it, you never know. It's it's so it's weird 
how the the managers and the owners are interacting with each other and, and coming up with all these solutions like who who did this help out more, the Knicks or the Jazz? I don't know. And what's the Jazz's thought? Like, why did they do that? I mean, did they feel like... One thing I did see is is the Jazz liked a lot of different players. And mm-hmm. they felt like, you know, at 27, they could still get one of the guys they were looking at. And so I think that's a big thing is it allowed them to get another pick in the second round. You, you end up getting two picks for the night instead of just one. They felt like there was a lot of good, talented guys in the draft. And I, I think that's probably why they pulled the trigger on that trade. And and little did we know that that, that 38th pick that we got would be kind of important. Yeah. Because, okay, before, before I go any further, how big of a Tony Bradley fan are you? Okay, I'm kind of one of those jazz fans. I just see the positive in everybody. You know, we need more fans like you sometimes. But sometimes it's bad because like I don't see the truth. Yeah. Um, and I liked Tony Bradley. I I feel like he kind of underperformed in the bubble. Uh, before COVID, I I think he was starting to put up some decent numbers and some good minutes for us. But in the bubble, I I feel like he was basically obsolete. Okay. He didn't help the team. Okay. Your perception of him in the bubble is mine as an entirety <laughs> of Tony Bradley as a player as a whole. Yeah. I'm not a big Bradley fan. I feel like he is, between the ears, struggles with the game. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, again, but I don't... I'm the least credible source there is. So, anyways, we took that 38th pick with Tony Bradley and traded them to, I don't remember, Detroit, maybe. We yeah, traded no, those, that's right. We traded the pick and Bradley for, like, nothing. Yeah. I think Future they, considerations. Yeah, whatever that means. So I, I sent, I actually screenshotted that and sent it to a couple <laughs> buddies. I'm like, I'm so excited for our future considerations. <laughs> How would you feel if you're Bradley though? Like a team is giving up you like that you have value. You're a physical thing for future, future considerations. considerations. <laughs> you can't feel great about it. And then cash. Yeah, we did so, get so they like, like twenty bought, bucks for him. Or bought something. him from us, so yeah. Ryan Smith is just filling his pockets with. <laughs> I think one one big side note on that. I saw that that freed up about three point five million in salary space or salary cap space for us. Okay. I mean that's more money you can throw at a guy like Clarkson, uh, maybe another cheap free agent. So that that could actually be a big that three point five in NBA numbers is small, but. That could be a, an important, you know, important thing. But when there. you go from maybe ten to twelve million dollars to play with to fifteen, sixteen, could be the difference. You know, um, it just makes you realize how like intertwined it all is. We we trade the twenty third pick so we can get these two picks. We use one of those picks with Bradley to trade for next for pretty much nothing to hopefully clear up some cap space to sign somebody. Like it's it's, it's crazy, and I'm glad I'm not in that position because oh, there's me too. such a I don't know. Intricate weave of crap. <laughs> it's crazy. It really is. So at the end of the night, we 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 made one more trade late. Um, we traded a, a future consideration <laughs> of our own. Probably the future consideration we want. Right. We got in the previous trade. We traded that future consideration. We, for we, this. we traded that for the 39th pick last yep. night. So all in all, we ended up with the 27th and 39th. In probably the most roundabout way of getting there possible. <laughs> yep. Um, can we get to our guys that we we drafted? Let's yeah. Let's hear your thoughts on um, our twenty seventh pick. 
So I'm I'm big into Twitter. I love Twitter. It's like who do you who do you follow? Who's so Tony Jones is okay. one of my favorites. He's a he's a Utah sports mm-hmm. beat writer. He's a he's a New York guy though, isn't he? He is he's like a Knicks fan. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't really have like fan attachment to the Jazz, but he writes for the Jazz. So obviously that's I think that kind of makes you a fan in a sense. But he'll never admit that. But anyways, I I think he's a great follow. He is always. I mean, given up-to-date info on the jazz. And, uh, you know, Andy Larson's another one yeah. that writes about the jazz mm-hmm. that has good up, you know, good current information. Um, Adrian Warjanowski, however you say his name, he's, if you want to know trade news and contract news, anything breaking news, he is the guy. Or Shams, there's a Shams I, guy. I So, like, as far as Twitter goes, I follow those two guys. Yeah. I don't know how it works because it's like, they know before anybody else knows anything and they announce it like that. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of creepy. Really. Like, are, is everybody like required to, <laughs> to send a text to Woj like right when something happens? Like, I don't get it because it's like to the second of he knows. Oh, the draft? Like, if you, if you follow along on Twitter last night, you knew who was getting drafted before they even got drafted. Yeah. It was creepy. I was like, I don't even want to know. Well, let me watch. <laughs> like, what's the point of watching if you're going to tell me? Yeah, I, don't, so. I don't know how that happens. So at the twenty seventh pick, we draft. I'm gonna let you botch oh, the yeah. name first because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, and I got a little sidetracked. I was supposed to talk about him. I'm gonna say Azubuke. As a as a bouquet. <laughs> I think I slaughtered that though. He's he's from Nigeria originally, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So my thoughts on him, you know, being a a fan of Twitter and you know the up to date NBA news on there. There were a lot of Jazz fans hating on that pick. They thought that was an absolute terrible pick. See, I didn't I didn't know this. I'm not a Twitter guy, yeah. so so go on. Like people like Tony Jones, for example, he was getting blown up by fans saying, What the heck are the Jazz thinking? Like there was a couple guys, you know, Desmond Bain from TCU, he was available. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of Jazz fans liked him. There was a McDaniels kid. Uh, that also was supposed to be pretty dang talented, and we passed on both of them to get this as a bouquet. Or I really hope I'm saying that <laughs> somewhat close. But what I see with this guy is the Jazz felt like they have a need, and that need is a backup center that can protect the paint, protect the rim. I feel like the minutes when Rudy was off the floor, especially in the bubble, it was like very noticeable that Rudy was off the oh, floor yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. So this guy... You watch the highlight tape on him. It's pure blocks, dunks, he alley-oops. He is gigantic. He is huge, and he <laughs> is a force. Like, I'm excited. I I can totally see, like, yeah, he might play 12 minutes a night, but in my opinion, I, I can totally see what the Jazz were going for there. Yeah, so as of now, or until now, Tony Bradley's been our backup center, and we've we've seen how that turns out. So there's been a lot of strategy getting rid of him, it, all in a matter of minutes, and then drafting this guy. He's a seven-footer, played for Kansas. I think he played for a few years, didn't he? Is he there four years, three years? Yeah, I think I think freshman or sophomore. I, I'm a, I think two at the most. I, yeah, I, okay. I don't know for sure, but seven feet, two hundred and seventy pound monster. So he's he's built for the NBA, which is a good thing yeah. to see. Um, okay, so one of the one of one of our our fans. Instagram questions was, um, and this is an LSU guy, so 
I'm sure he's been beaten down by Kansas a few times. Yeah. So Josh, LSU fan, says, not a jazz fan. <laughs> well, <laughs> but in today's game, why draft a center with an injury history that can't shoot? I saw this and I looked up his injury history a little bit and it was a hand injury. So not a whole lot of concern because those are just accidents. They're not like medically related or, or yeah. recurring injuries. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts? With a game that's progressed and gotten further away from the basket these last even few years, what are we doing? It tells me one thing. I, In my opinion, if that doesn't tell you that the Jazz are going to keep Rudy Gobert, I don't know what does. Because to me, that's saying we want a guy behind Rudy Gobert that protects the rim. And, and we want to be able to take Rudy off the floor and keep playing our game. We want to play our style of basketball, our style of defense. And so to me, that was just another sign that the Jazz will keep Rudy Gobert. See, I never thought of that. I, I do like the aspect of similar play style as Rudy, not obviously on a yeah. two-time defense no. player of the year level, but um, the game plan doesn't need to change when the bench unit comes in. And Exactly. I don't know. It's kind of yet to be seen if that's positive or negative because is it the jazz just not willing to adapt to the times or i don't know so um i'm actually really excited about this pick yeah i think it did fill a hole we desperately needed in fact another one of the questions was on a scale of one to ten how excited are you about tony bradley packing his bags and i'm (laughs) on an 11 right now because i like this guy and i'm not a bradley guy right now so um thanks colby for that Showing my true colors. Um, I'm excited about him. He's a he's a force. He's an elite lob guy. He's um, I was watching um, some of his highlights all morning in Kansas, and he's catching lobs from everywhere. He's that kind of guy. He kind of reminds me of a um, kind of a poor man's Andre Drummond a little bit, maybe. Yeah, yeah um, I can see that. Okay, what are, what are some of his weaknesses that you've that you've seen? We've talked about what he can do for us. What, what can't he do for us? Uh, to be honest, I believe I saw he was a 41% foul shooter. Yeah. I mean, the guy, he's going to be... I mean, deep in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, I you could argue that he's borderline unplayable just based off of what he is right now. Not saying that won't change, but I mean, I think it's pretty... We're pretty sure what we're getting. We're getting a guy that can finish at the rim and a guy that can block shots and rebound. And I, I don't know if the guy's even got a foul line jumper. He might not even have that, you know, elbow jumper. I'm going to say no. Yeah. I mean, nobody's guarding him on the free throw <laughs> line and he's shooting 40%. Yeah. That's not good enough. So that's a weakness for sure. Um, Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's he's filling a very niche, niche spot for us. And it's he's not going to be expected to put points on the board. Um, So... I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. And again, he's the he's the twenty seventh pick in the draft. It's not going to be a huge Utah Jazz changing pick. So, well, one thing though, guys like this can make a huge difference. I I kind of compare him to a guy like Javale McGee for the Warriors. Okay, Javale McGee may not have always played a ton of minutes for the Warriors, but think of how important he was. Just that little piece, Javale McGee, to the Warriors' success. The the few minutes he played. Even like Bogut when they got and Bogut his first go around with the Warriors he was a lot younger and he played right. a lot more minutes but Bogut 
you know, as a backup center, like he just was there to play a few minutes, uh, play some good defense, get some rebounds. Very limited role, but very important and necessary to win a championship. And you look at kind of the top teams lately, um, they play big centers too. They do. Um, you look at the Bucks, who played Lopez a lot, and I know he's not a traditional center, but then you look at the Lakers who had Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee and um, – like they, a lot of the top teams play big body centers, so it's it's just another opportunity for another guy to guard. It is some of those those good teams that we struggle against. Um, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see what he can do and how big of a role he's going to play, and 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 to see what happens in four or five years with the Jazz because we all know the Jazz's player development is is very good. We develop players and get them to show their true potential more often than not so it's true do you do you think this pick signals that the jazz aren't gonna approach Derek favors again is that kind of a sign to you or do you think this may have nothing to do with that i think Derek favors would have filled this hole yeah I probably too. a little bit better in the short term so with that said we've already plugged the hole I, I think we're going to look for some wings I do too. in free agency. I do too. Sorry, all you Favors fans. I'm a huge Favors fan. I thought we were going to get him back. You I did? I really did. I did. I don't think it's going to happen now. I, I think this I'm, has solidified it. Yep, I'm skeptical. We'll, we'll shed a tear for for Derek. <laughs> um, okay, our our other pick. Are you Anything else you want to talk about? I'm, with I'm good. Udoka is his first name. I just... Oh, Remember. we should have been saying that. Then I know that's a, that's a little bit easier. Yeah, why did we go that route? That was that wasn't smart. <laughs> um, so we ended up with the 39th pick, and we drafted Elijah Hughes out of Syracuse. Well, what do you what do you know about this guy? So he just looks like a scorer, flat out can score. And I noticed when they were talking about his draft video and all that, um, they said that the guy just makes tough shots and. Anytime you have a guy like that coming off your bench, that's huge. A guy that can flat out put the ball in the basket, doesn't need to be set up to score. He can just score on his own. So I, I think that's always a great guy to have off off a bench. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, so he played for Syracuse. If you know anything about Syracuse, um, they are strictly, very strictly play a 2-3 zone. Um, so I think there's a little bit of question about how good of a man-to-man defender he is. Um, if we want to get right into the weaknesses of him. Um, so that's a question. As far as his strengths, the the guy can score. He averaged 19 a game at Syracuse. Probably their number one go-to guy. He always had the ball in his hands. Um, he, he's ready to make a big play. Now, is he going to be doing that for the Jazz? I, I think not. Um, but if he can turn into a good catch-and-shoot guy, kind of a 3-and-D player... Um, just think if you have Clarkson off the bench running down the lane, kicking out to guys like this. Um, good, I, I could see some good minutes for him if he can be consistent shooting the three. I agree. And right now it's just kind of interesting because last year we had, you know, Jarrell Brantley, Mie Oni, yeah. and uh, Justin Wright Foreman, who are all second-round picks. And even um, Rajon Tucker. Yeah, Rajon yeah. Tucker we got from the G League. Like, mm-hmm. we have kind of a lot of those guys right now. And I think we just wanted to add Hughes to the mix and see who ends up standing out out of that group. And I, I think one or two of those guys I just mentioned, along with this new guy, this Hughes, I think one of them could get substantial playing time this year. 
Well, what would it take? So if you're you're developing Hughes, what are you telling him it would take to get above some of these guys and get your 12 minutes a game and be a good contributor? Well, I... Putting you on the spot. Yeah, here. I remember... <laughs> so going back to when Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal kind of became you know, a jazz player. I remember in a, in those preseason games, the guy was just gritty, just tough. I remember he got his tooth knocked out. He literally picked it up off the floor and tossed it into the crowd and ran down the court. So the only thing cooler than that is if he would have like swallowed it or something, yeah. just, just like manned up. And <laughs> so he stood out to me, you know, and I yeah. think it was his hustle, his defense. And with Quinn Snyder teams, defense has always been a priority. Yeah. And so if he, if he can show that he's a good defender right out of the gate or that he's willing to listen to Snyder and, and work on some things, his offensive game's already there. That's going to be the difference. Is, is his defense, like you mentioned, is it going to be good enough right out of the gate to make him playable? And the worst part is, is we have no idea. Like No clue. He didn't play it in college. I know he transferred from, from a smaller school, so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a film on him there, but... And and no summer league. Yeah. Like how much does that hurt a guy like this? No March Madness. I know. So, so. there's a lot of things. We it's a weird year. Yeah. In, in case you didn't notice by now. Um. So yeah, Elijah Hughes is our is our other pick and a, just a flat out scorer. Um. I don't see him. Again, I don't see him changing the Jazz at all. May but, not even see him this year. He right. might just be stashed in the G League. You think a G League guy? He might be. Yeah. Um. That was another one of our our questions. Um, how will the new guys fit in the system, and who will play, and who's going to be end up in the G League? Thank you, Jody. That's that's a that's a mom shout out right yeah, there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Whose mom's that? That's my mom. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Might be our our the Jazz Beats number one fan. Um, that's awesome. Thanks, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> We need a number one fan. You might as well be it. So grateful to have her. Um, yeah. Overall, what? How do I put this? What letter grade you giving the Jazz? Considering their picks, obviously they can't have a the best draft. Considering our picks, what do you what are you giving them? Maybe I'm just too positive, but I'm gonna say a B plus. Why not? Why we? Not? I I get the the Udoka. Yeah. Yeah, I get that pick. It totally made sense to me. And, you know, the other one, it's just you're drafting a wing player in the hopes that it'll turn out to be something special. I, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay giving him a B plus. Okay. Yep. I was gonna give him a B. So we're I think we're right there. Yeah. Especially that 39th pick. It's like, is the 39th pick always gonna be better than the, the 45th or the 50th? No. Who knows? You have no idea. So that's that's kind of one of those like well this guy's got a lot of talent let's let's give him a shot kind of a pick to me, mm-hmm. um, but yeah a, a solid draft from the Jazz. Um, what 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 player are you most excited to watch this year from the draft from this new class? You know what I I'd probably say. I mean this is kind of obvious. I, I'm just gonna go with I'm gonna go with the the Udoka guy. What about... Um, Just because... Okay, I, I feel like I don't know... This year was hard with college because the main thing I watch is March Madness. I, right. don't, I don't tune into a ton of regular season college games. So I don't feel like I had a great feel for the college draft class 
I am interested to see how that ball kid does with the Hornets, mm-hmm. just because the ball family is so interesting. <laughs> they're, they're, a, they're a freaking reality show is yeah. what they are. So I really am curious. He, he will be someone I will follow just because out of pure curiosity to see if LeVar Ball ends up getting involved and ends up, you know, getting in tussles with Michael Jordan. Yes, I was going <laughs> to, I was hoping you brought that up. So we'll see. That That's that's probably going to be my most followed rookie this year is yeah. the ball kid, uh, I had to say. I love that you said that because if you don't know um, the Ball family at all, Alonzo Ball plays for the Pelicans now, right? Yep. Um, his little brother just got drafted number three to the Hornets. Um, their dad is a, as a character and he is like on the extreme side. He's, he's come out and said, Oh, I'd whoop Michael Jordan one-on-one <laughs> if I had the chance and all he's very cocky, very arrogant and very big, big, big personality. Yeah. So, um, his son just got drafted to Michael Jordan's team. So I think they ought to arrange a one-on-one between the two and let's just see what happens. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's... I mean, obviously, the kid's good. He can play. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how he does. Who's who's the better ball brother? Lonzo hasn't panned out in the NBA. He's, no. He's been decent, but he has been nowhere near where everybody thought he would be. And... On the offensive end? Lem- I, I, I think Lonzo's a, a great defender, though, yeah. on the ball. And he's so. a great passer. He's a right. great... Point guard-wise, he's a great passer. But shooting wise, obviously Lamelo, scoring and shooting, I think Lamelo takes the cake there. I'm I'm just excited to watch games again. Just I'm, sports, I, yeah, <laughs> so great. I don't know what to watch anymore. I I scroll through channels like there's no end. So basketball is coming up. Preseason starts in like two weeks. There's going to be a couple preseason games. Um, I'm thrilled. Um, we don't know yet if the Jazz are going to allow fans in the arena. Is that true? Yeah, I think it's kind of uncertain at this time. I wouldn't be surprised if they end up allowing some. I've noticed in the NFL games and even some of like those World Series baseball games, fans were starting to be allowed in into the stadiums and arenas. And I think it's good. I mean, I think you can still be safe as long as you just maybe limit on how many attend. And hopefully the whole coronavirus thing we're on, our way out, but I, I can't say that we are to be, uh, it's looking kind of scary right now. So yeah, they'll probably enforce no throwing things and, and <laughs> <laughs> spitting on people. Yeah. Spitting now. probably will be banned if it, if it already wasn't banned. <laughs> kind of not a safe practice right now. Um, if they announce it, you, you going to hit some games this year? It's been tradition to go to at least three to five games a year. So I don't see that changing. <laughs> good, good answer. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if, um, not only the availability of tickets will probably be lower, um, but if prices will change, could be more expensive just because of low availability. Just higher that demand. That kind of makes you worry a little bit. Yeah. Scalpers. I mean, they're probably going to be charging some money for them, but, but the jazz kind of sell out normally though. Don't yeah. they? Yeah, I, you know, we may have to see if Jorgensen's could get us some tickets. Jorgensen's, if anyone from Jorgensen's is listening, then get like get, Mike, get I, us I, some I tickets. Can see Mike maybe getting us some. He, I think he likes me a little bit. What about um, Jordan? If works for State Bank of Southern Utah, if you need any of your banking needs done, go there and ask for Jordan. Thank um, you. <laughs> would they 
I think they should get like a suite or something and season tickets. And I will push for that. You should. I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll pull some strings. <laughs> you should. I'll email the CEO, maybe fax him or something. Yeah. You know, do something. Okay. But. We're going to work on that. But <laughs> if you can get to a game, good on you. I hope we have fans in the arena this year. It's, it's exciting. There's no better fans than jazz fans out there. Um, it's been said for years, we have the best fans in the league. I have a question for you, yes, Jackson. Let's go. Can I do that? Can of I course. take the no, lead No, this role? is this is your show. Okay, I this is a good one. I'm I'm excited about this, and I didn't comment on the Instagram page. I didn't submit my question so officially. I am, I am not prepared at all. Nope, this is just freestyle. <laughs> so there's four jazz guys available. Like straight up, you could make offers to them. Uh, Ex jazz guys. We got Jay Crowder. Rodney Hood, Derek Favors, and Paul Millsap. If you could have any one of those guys make a return to the Jazz, who are you going after, are and we, why? Like, like money aside. Yeah, money like, aside. Just who? Who would you? Okay. Well, I got one more like stipulation. With? Am I trying to improve the team, or is it who I like? <laughs> Just go off of <laughs> okay. improving the team. Best fit for the team we have. Oh right man, now. Rodney Hood. Derek Favors, Jay Crowder, and Paul Millsap. Yeah, I th- money wise, they might be very simple. Millsaps will be interesting. His contract he could be a little more expensive. Yeah. I think if we could afford him, Millsap, I think that's a place that we another one of those holes we fill. I mean, if you got a guy who can stretch the floor, you you take him. Like he's that's a huge need in today, and we really don't have a true power forward that can stretch the floor anymore like or for a long time yeah really favors did it okay in mid-range but um right now we got to play a ton of small ball because we don't have anybody at that spot that can that can step out and shoot threes except for like bogdanovich we put him there a lot um but he's doesn't have the size of like a Millsap does i would go Millsap as far as who i miss the most i love jay crowder i just love that energy and passion and and how how he like just affects the bubble around him with like just his energy and you yeah. can feel him on the court when he's there when he makes a big player he gets exciting do you think we lacked that in the bubble that energy guy that toughness guy absolutely um donovan brings a little bit of that and i've, I've said for a long time my favorite rudy gobert is angry rudy yeah. gobert <laughs> he's, he's he's amazing yeah um but um that doesn't come out a whole lot so I, I think everybody misses that guy. You're yeah. always going to wish you had that guy or another one of those guys. So what, what about you? I'll throw it back at you. Fill, fill the need for the Jazz first. Well, what before, we, we need? Yeah, before we drafted this, this guy from Kansas, I, I was all in for having favors back. Him and, him and Joe Ingles run such a good pick and roll. Uh, they score a ton of points that way. Favors is a very underrated rim protector. I just really like Derek Favors. I, I really was all in for getting him back on the team. Even and with his struggles the last year in New Orleans? Yeah, and on top of struggles, he does have an injury history. He does. Okay. Hood has an injury history. He worries me. I, I loved Hood, but he the dude was hurt a lot. It's just the, the truth. I think Millsap would be very intriguing. His veteran, his, his veteran experience... I, I feel like he enjoyed his time in Utah. I, I think that would be a very intriguing pickup for the Jazz. 
I, I, I'm going to go, with, I'm going to copy you. I'm going to go with Millsap as well. Uh, I like that question. I love, I love guys returning to their old teams. Yeah. Rubio back in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Millsap would be fun to have back. Yep. And I'll tell you, I I've been thinking about this, this, my one guy that I would love to see end up on the jazz. There's a lot of turmoil around the Houston Rockets right now. And like, I am loving every second of it. I am too. I cannot stand the Houston Rockets. And the fact that I'm about to tell you a guy oh, that no. I want from their team, if oh, their no. team blows up. Because if they blow the team up, they're going to be willing to I feel like they, anyone. There's no choice. Like It's blowing up as we speak. A guy... So, how, do you, Jackson, do you know how long we have till trades are no longer allowed? Like, when's the trade? I don't know. I want to say it might be like pretty soon. I'm going to look this up. You keep talking for a sec. Okay. So if in fact, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they end up on different teams here in the next little while, there is a guy on the Rockets that I think would make the jazz. I'm going to say special, very special. And that guy is PJ Tucker. I cannot stand PJ Tucker. My wife calls him pajamas and I have no (laughs) idea why. PJ. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh that makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes I don't see obvious clues. But I tell you what, if you get PJ Tucker on the jazz, we were just talking about how we lack toughness. PJ Tucker is a bulldog. He is a little pit bull. The guy, I feel like if he gets the ball in the corner for three, it's in every time. He well, rarely he, misses. He was the most efficient shooter in the league from corner three this last year, I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Don't, don't if, quote me. If we could get P.J. Tucker on the Jazz somehow, I, I think that could be a game changer for this Jazz team. Just the, just the toughness that guy brings, I think, would be insane for this team. He again, he fills that spot that that we're lacking. He he can play the power forward. He's he's only six six. six. Yeah, he's short, but he's stocky. He's strong. You he plays know it, yeah. dang good defense, and he shoots the corner three, and he's happy with it. Yep. Um, I did hear rumors that he's not too happy with Houston right now. So he is on a long term deal. Um, no, he's he's a free agent as of next year. So he's got one more year sort of trade and that's where it gets tricky. Um, the jazz don't have a ton to play with that way. I don't know. I don't know what we could give them that would intrigue him enough to give us PJ. That's the only thing you you said. You're not a huge fan of him. I, I actually kind of like him. He's probably the only rockets player I, I can stand. Um, just for that same reason, he's one of those, you hate that he's on the other team, but but you kind of love him too. Like if he was on yours. Oh, if he was on yours, yeah. that's that's the exact kind of player you'd want. So Ryan Smith, Dennis Lindsay, we we want PJ Tucker here. See what see what you can do. Let's do it. And I hate Eric Gordon too, but let's throw him in too. Might as well. Because <laughs> that guy can flat out shoot. So the draft's over. Um next step is free agency. Free agency opens tomorrow. Um so you're there, there's gonna be a ton of big moves happening. Everyone's going to kind of get their team finalized, get guys filled out. And um, you'll be hearing from us when any big news comes up, Um, whether it's Jordan or Tyson, I don't know. But Jordan, it's been fun. I'm glad you're here. Um, I'm glad we got to talk a little bit. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Please, please uh, keep inviting me and I will accept those invitations. (laughs) For sure. And we need to hit a game this year. We do. We talk about it every year, I think. We do. So we'll get to a game if. 
they allow us to. That sounds good. <laughs> okay, be ready for free agency news coming up shortly. We'll we'll update you when things go on. Thanks for tuning in. You guys are awesome. You've been listening to Jazz Beats. I'm Jackson. This is Jordan with us for the second time. Um, thanks for listening. See you.